You're listening to Own Your Bolt, an interview-based podcast for female entrepreneurs and leaders in business. I'm your host, Natalie Sinizgali-Katabong. Today's guests actually have their own podcast. It's called Queen Speaking. Queen Speaking is a podcast for women navigating their personal and professional lives. The hosts, Brianna and Sydney, cover topics from self-care to influencing company culture. Brianna is an engagement manager who specializes in marketing and brand development. She spends her free time cooking and finding the best local food and drink spots wherever she travels. She loves a good podcast too, enough to co-host one. Sydney is focused on all things company culture and creating a learning environment where people feel supported to do their best work. When she's not at a community event, you can find her on a couch watching her favorite half-hour comedies or catching up on pop culture with a good glass of wine and a stacked cheese board. Guys, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thanks, thanks for, for having, having us. us. This is so cool. And you guys are the first like duo I've had on the show. That's yes. exciting. Yeah, I'm glad <laughs> that we're the first. We had to move some things around in here. And it totally... comfortable and all of the things. We're <laughs> cozy. <laughs> And so you guys have your own incredible podcast. Is this the first time you guys are on a podcast together as Queen Speaking? It is. It is, which is very exciting. That's awesome. I love the format for Queen Speaking. You guys have your, you do your updates. So you kind of check in, you know, what's going on in your lives. And then you have really well-researched, thought out topics that you guys have done a lot of prep work on. This is not how this runs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is It's weird to be in front of a mic without a laptop in front of me where I'm like going through our outline. <laughs> yeah, I got it over here. You don't even need to like worry about things. And I know what you mean, like when you're used to doing something that you do frequently, but someone else is running it, it's very alarming sometimes. I know, because normally Sid and I are sitting face-to-face, so it's like we're having a conversation, but right. we're like, hey, Natalie. <laughs> I keep looking to Brianna like, am I doing okay? Is everything okay? <laughs> You've done this before, so you're good. <laughs> I love it. So we're going to have a conversation about vulnerability, which first of all, I have trouble saying that word, so I'm probably going to pause internally every time before I say it. So I'm excited to talk about that because as content creators, I think so much of what goes into creating good content is becoming vulnerable in some way, whether that's calculated or if it just kind of comes out and it happens. How much thought do you guys give to what you're willing to share and how you're going to show up and share in your episodes? That's a great question. The way that I think about it is, or the way that I don't think about it is that (laughs) when we're sitting, when Sid and I are sitting recording an episode, it's she and I talking, and then after the fact, I'm like, everybody now will know that because it's out there and and live in the world. I think that that actually ends up being an advantage for us because I'm sharing with Sid as my best friend the things that are on our minds, the things that we're working through, our perspective on the topics that we're covering, and I think that that leads to an advantage of how we're speaking to our community and showing up truly as ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's how we pick episode topics, Mm -hmm. too, is like it's very much a reflection of what we're going through in our own lives. And even when it's uncomfortable, we're kind of like, I really want to dive into this a little bit more and do it in a way that is us having a conversation about it, because I think that allows us to dig even deeper than, you know, us in our own brains or journaling on our own. It gives us a chance to like talk it out and go Mm -hmm. through a topic that we're like, I'm really interested in like 
being able to share this with my best friend. So then it becomes even more vulnerable in that process. Well, and there's so many good points right in there. When it comes to things that are uncomfortable in your life, those are the things that usually need attention, right? For sure. And the older <laughs> you get, the more you realize, you know what, this is uncomfortable for me. Maybe I'm not the only one. Maybe it's uncomfortable for other people as well. Right, right. And there is so much freedom in having it through a conversation. When I was deciding the format for my podcast, I was like, okay, should I do, you know, just me talking into the mic or should I do conversations and have like an interview based slash conversation based podcast? And I immediately landed on the latter because mm -hmm. first of all, there's, I didn't want to over script or over prepare, which is how I would do it. I was listening to your episode about perfectionism uh. and I, I was like, <laughs> yes. I was like, why, why do I feel personally attacked? Um, <laughs> But honestly, you know, I think if you script it out to a point that is just so perfect, first of all, you'll never actually ever do it right. um, because perfection is kind of a myth and it will at that point be so devoid of emotion and reality that it's like, why did we even do this? Right. By we, I mean me and myself in that situation. So, you know, having a friend that you can talk to about things, it kind of normalizes a lot of feelings. You get that instant back and forth of like, oh yeah, I feel that way too. And this is kind of a different perspective. I think it's nice that you guys can balance each other out because we all have our own experiences. We all have our own biases and it's nice to be able to have two immediate perspectives before you're just throwing something out into the world. Like I'm sure everyone feels this exact way. Right. And we check each other, I think a lot as well. Like we are, that's exactly what it is. Like each other's sounding board to say like, this is how I'm feeling. What do you think about this? And then be able to dive into it a little bit more based on like those two different perspectives and that's also why we went podcast I think more so than blog mm -hmm. <laughs> because we even talked about trying to start a blog after we had started the podcast but then we realized the reason we like podcast format is because it allows you to just put it out there and unless you are so like editing every single step of the way it just allows it to come out as is versus writing it down and you're like, oh wait, that's not, you know, the way I meant to say that and really like digging into the editing. Yeah, it's like intentionally unrefined. Right. I love how you put that. I did that with Facebook live videos. I was, you know, I wanted to start something I, I did a few years ago called Mimosa Monday. Mm -hmm. And I was going to do these like really highly produced videos with my DSLR camera. I'm a photographer, so okay, no pressure. It has to look amazing. And <laughs> I one day was like, I'm never going to do this. And I just grabbed my phone and I was like, Facebook Live, what's this button? Oh, live, okay. <laughs> oh, hi everyone, <laughs> I'm Natalie. Um, and it was just, like you said, intentionally unrefined. And I think that that's what people want these days, particularly moving into 2020. All social media is kind of moving towards that less refined, more authentic, and that word is overused in a lot of ways, but you know, reality. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I think offset and what Sid and I have talked about too is what's really nice is that we're both kind of each other's accountability partner too. And it's really helpful to have those moments where, like she said, we check ourselves in the episodes and to have the moment where you're like, I'm feeling not so great about this situation, especially in our updates mm -hmm. or just like cheering each other on and being excited about the stuff that we're working through and having someone that you can t talk to and talk through something that's in your head that's like complicated and hard is so nice and refreshing and I think that's actually really advantageous for our listeners to tune into is like oh 
not everything is great 100% of the time. Like, they're figuring this out along the way. Right. Well, and that's such an interesting point, too, because... I'm usually sharing things kind of after I've gotten through the woods of them. Mm. So, like, when I'm in it and it's real and it's, like, the thing I am talking to my best friend about that week, it's usually not the things I'm sharing in my business that week. They are ultimately (laughs) things. There are other things that I share kind of after the fact when I can bring a positive Mm -hmm. light to them and say, you know, this was really hard. I went through this. And, like, here's something valuable to share with you guys. For me, it's really hard to show up in that, you know, instant real-time vulnerability and be like here's what I'm dealing with and I don't know how the fuck I'm gonna get through this (laughs) (laughs) but I like that your updates they are in real time and you can have that kind of back and forth of oh you know what it's gonna be okay and they probably aren't like you know oh my god 10 minutes ago like (laughs) sometimes they are (laughs) yeah truly (laughs) really I was like I had nothing all like because we prepare to some degree but yeah, there have been definitely times where it's like 10 minutes before Brianna arrives and I'm like, well, I don't New have an idea. update yet, but <laughs> this just happened. So here we go. This just or it's did. like game time decision to change it because it's just, it comes out so much better when you're like able to talk through it in a real way versus anything that's contrived in any way. Yeah. Cause we sometimes will come, we're usually recording after work. And so I'll come from a busy day or Sid will come from a busy day where things are kind of hectic and we have like our own debrief ahead of the episode (laughs) where we're like, oh my God, today, and like talk through stuff. But it helps us feel so much more comfortable in front of the mic once we actually kickstart the episode instead of trying to like turn it on. Right. Totally. And I always talk with my guests before we start the episode and I hate when something really good comes up and then... You are like, oh, I shouldn't have asked them that because I actually wanted that in the episode. That happens sometimes for us yep. too. <laughs> when we're doing like our, it feels like you're doing like yoga, but for your like mind and voice as you're getting like comfortable in the space and you're like stretching shoulders and getting ready and then, but you're just being yourself. Mm-hmm. And so it does get you really comfortable, but there have been definitely moments where we're like, oh man, I wish the mic was on <laughs> for like that last 20 minutes because <laughs> that would have been really good. And I'm sure there, there are moments that you're like, oh, I'm so glad the mic wasn't on for oh that. Gosh, it yeah. wasn't, right? Is this on? Like, <laughs> yeah, there's, like we're all plugged in. And, like the only thing left is to hit record and like a lot gets let go. And you're like, was that, did that land anywhere? <laughs> was anything on? Because we need to erase immediately. <laughs> I love that. And Brianna, you had mentioned that, you know, you don't think about censoring yourself while you're recording the episode because you want it to be real and natural and raw what is the editing process like for you guys are you making decisions at that point where you're like oh that was an overshare we're actually going to cut that what is that process like so we have gotten into a really good flow with just our recording process where where we just like what you hear is what you get Mm -hmm. if we edit anything it's because one of us just like stumbled on our words and we were like oh start back over and it's actually really nice because it's a true flowing conversation between the two of us. But there are moments where I think we share and we both feel a little bit nervous. Like, what did we just divulge? And I'm always the one that listens back for for those short edits. And I'll call anything out that might be questionable. But the reality is it actually ends up being more real and authentic because we're communicating just as ourselves. There are moments where I'm like, mm, this is a share But it's actually really genuine and we need to keep it in. And Mm -hmm. there's never been a moment where I was like, we need to cut a giant chunk of this out. It ends up just being totally true to what what we're recording live in the moment. 
And you guys are 100 episodes in, right? Yeah. 100. <laughs> 105. 105. Just went live yesterday, yeah. which is wild. I listened to it this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm sure that that's a muscle that you've built. You guys have gotten comfortable with being uncomfortable. So yeah, I think so. I will say though that it's like I love doing it, and it's become something that I really and we we go every other week is when we meet to record, and I genuinely miss it when we're not recording, and it's gotten to the point where it's less like scary and more just something that we genuinely look forward to. But at the same time, there are still like butterflies beforehand mm-hmm. every time, and I'm now starting to feel that as excitement. And, like, real energy versus nervousness Mm -hmm. for what's about to come out. And I think having that change in perspective has allowed us to open up even more and and done even more work on ourselves to be like, this is exciting and fun and out of our comfort zones at times, but in the best way. And it allows us to get even more honest in the ways that we need and we have learned that it seems like our audience might need as well. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that the process of us pushing ourselves and just being okay with trying something that's a little uncomfortable is really part of the lesson for everybody listening too. It's like, hey, they did a thing and they shared something that was hard and we have to be okay with opening up in that way too, where it's like, this is how I feel right now in this moment. Right. And I think sometimes we think about like, is this appropriate for us to talk about or could this subject be a little bit touchy or or controversial and it's like well this is how we feel right now and we should talk about it and be honest in the scenario we're in yeah actually when we were recording around like voting Mm -hmm. and getting out and supporting representatives that you believe in that was I think the first time maybe that those episodes was really scary of like okay we have a point of view (laughs) and we're both tend to live on the people pleaser side of things (laughs) and so it's really easy to just like be the yes man and agree and like go with whatever the group wants to some some point but this has allowed us to really be confident in our perspective and realize that like sharing that is not a bad thing if you believe it and you have all the stuff to back it up it's not coming from nowhere but like you said we do our due diligence around what we're talking about and again like we are going to check ourselves if we if we've misspoke or if we've said something that like the the larger world is like we're doing this now and not this we're like okay now we know and we can course correct after that and it's been a really good lesson for us to to be a little bit more in our convictions be able to be a little bit more forthright I think which has been really helpful right and I mean, you guys are running a podcast. People are literally tuning in for your opinion. So even if you (laughs) never thought of it like that, (laughs) (laughs) even if you didn't have, you know, the stuff to back it up, as you put it, it's like people show up every week or every other week or however frequently they check in on you guys because they like your opinions. They want your opinions. Or maybe they, I mean, I would be surprised if they disagree with them every week and they continue (laughs) to check in. I think that there's so much validity in having that reinforced and saying like okay like people like me for me Mm -hmm. and that's you know how cute is that right Right. (laughs) that's that's a nice feeling (laughs) well and I think like we've grown I mean I've grown up thinking like if you can kind of just blend with the group then you're always safe and so if you're you know agreeing or you're going with the crowd or like no one will ever touch you hurt you whatever you and every human right specifically female exactly exactly it's just so much safer we'll we'll be celebrating our two years in about a week which is so exciting
we've learned that like staying safe does just genuinely not get you anywhere and like staying safe with people that support you and love you and can be there with you is like when you step outside of that safe place with that support it's like okay like I'm ready to make a statement. I'm ready to share how I really feel versus like maybe the last however many years how I've said I felt. (laughs) Yeah. And I think along with that, it's also, at least for me, it's been (laughs) about like believing in myself too. Yes, you're doing this thing and you're confident and capable. Sometimes that's actually really hard. It's an uncomfortable place, especially for me to exist in, but where the vulnerability and imposter syndrome kind of intersect for me is like you have to be open and not be perfect in order to grow. Mm-hmm. A thousand percent. That's a great point. And I always think about the difference between things that are naturally easy to you and things that are hard won. And so I feel like you can't really teach things that are naturally easy to you. Mm-hmm. You can, but you don't have the ow parts the those pain points to be able to relate to other people that are going through those same pain points on their learning journey Mm -hmm. so if you're naturally good at something you can you know maybe teach other people that are also naturally good at it how to be naturally better at it (laughs) but for the majority of people like if you are trying to teach from a place of actual experience and actually having gone through some hard shit and coming out the other side and saying, hey guys, I know how hard this is because I lived it. Here's how I got through it. Here are some tools I gained that I'd love to pass backwards to you guys mm-hmm. or pass over to you because it's not necessarily like a, a front and back kind of thing. It might be a lateral growth or right. you know, we're all helping each other grow. Mm-hmm. But I, I love that you're able to, to share from a place of it's hard to share. Mm-hmm. And oh, so you're teaching, gotcha. as you mentioned earlier, you're teaching from that point of you know, having gone through it. Yeah. I think like the best relationships I have are the ones where I have shared when it is really hard to share mm-hmm. and you have been honest when it's really hard to be honest and not necessarily like in conflict. It doesn't even have to be in conflict. You know, you've had a disagreement and you need to bolster some energy to, to share that you're upset about something. It's not even that. That is very true and real and something we all go through. But being honest about like your, you know, lived experiences or something that you're really struggling with, being able to tell someone that you trust and care about those things, it just makes you closer. And even in disagreements, it makes you closer to be honest with those people. So I think that being able to share openly has just resulted in like my best people are the people that I've been able to say like, this is honestly where I'm at. And I'm like at a breaking point. (laughs) I need you here right now at this time. And it's always worth it. It is always worth it because you either learn that that person needs that too. And so they're going to meet you where you are, or you learn that that person's not ready for that. And that's okay too. It's not like holding anything against them. It's like, okay, like that person lives in a different place in my life. And that is absolutely fine. It's not anything you Mm -hmm. end up holding against anybody. Yeah, I think that that's been a big learning for the both of us. It's like, we don't have to share everything with everyone. Obviously, we talk pretty openly on our podcast, but thinking about everyday life and the process of going through stuff and and figuring it out, it's actually better to have, Sid talks about it all the time on the podcast, her square squad. Square squad, I love it. (laughs) And I think 
uh, the queen of vulnerability, Brene Brown came up with that yes. concept. Yes. So thinking about the core people that can fit in a one inch, one by, inch by one inch, inch square. Those are the people that you connect to and talk to and can really open up and share. And you don't have to do that with every person in your life. You can have friendships and relationships where it's it's purposeful in the in in just like a we enjoy each other's company. And then there are people that you're like you're my number one and help me get through life and to have someone even if it's just one person actually is really beneficial to to growth and and understanding and self-reflection and all that yeah i love that and growth only comes from a place of discomfort right are we ever growing when we're comfortable (laughs) we're safe (laughs) well somehow like in going off of that there's this moment where you're like okay i'm uncomfortable and i'm growing or i'm like i'm uncomfortable and i'm uncomfortable (laughs) like i don't feel like i'm growing in this moment i don't feel like anything good is coming from this uncomfortableness so how we put those into two different categories i think has become much more clear than it ever was before Mm -hmm. because for a long time we were just hearing like uncomfortable equals growth and i think that that's true but i think there's also a moment where like you can cut it and be like you know what i i don't need if this is the type of growth that i get from this uncomfortable moment maybe i don't need that but it's going back to your square squad and being like is this the kind of growth i'm looking for guys like is this what i need right now and sometimes the answer is yes and it's hard to hear that yes and sometimes the answer is like you know what there's a lot of other growth happening in your life maybe we leave that one over there we go in this direction and it's nice to be able to check in with that moment too. Yeah. And on the counter, there also are important it's an important acknowledgement to realize that there are times where you should be comfortable and just coast <laughs> because you should enjoy the the growth period. You're like, I've hit the peak moment <laughs> and now I'm going to plateau for however long I decide I want to do that for because I think you should also savor and enjoy the hard work that you put into right. getting somewhere. And you shouldn't just, auto- like, there are a lot of people, and especially today, it's, like, so much pressure on, like, be better, do better. One of my strengths is maximizer. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> you want to continue to, like, level up. <laughs> but, like, the act, I, I feel like you really figure out where you want to go next when you take advantage of the comfortable space once you've reached the peak moment that you're working toward. And then soak it in, learn from it, and then figure out what that next growth jump will be because you can't always be growing you'll die (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that explains why I'm or you'll burn yourself out (laughs) that explains why I'm so tired I mean that was actually when you said that Sydney that actually hadn't occurred to me that there are um because for me I've been I've been in a, a growth stage physically and metaphorically so I'm growing a human in me right now still pregnant while recording this and it's been such a growth phase for me not just obviously my middle in my boobs but um, (laughs) but for me it's been this just like lesson after lesson after lesson and I didn't want any of them Um, (laughs) and it's been so hard but I've been really digging in and saying you know what this is happening for me it's not happening to me and so it is although I've recently been like I'm kind of tired of like get looking for the brighter side of things like I've spent nine months like learning lessons and I'm tired now Mm -hmm. and so (laughs) but I'm about to have a baby so I'm probably gonna learn a bunch of new shit that I don't want (laughs) to learn either but I love that idea of you know celebrating your wins and not always going for the next thing Mm -hmm. I can totally relate 
my biggest strength is strategic, but then right after that is competition. And then oh, yeah, girl. Nice. <laughs> right? That's exciting. And then right after that is achievement. So <laughs> it's intense. Your brain. Oh. I would love to be in there just to see how what's all going on. <laughs> just for a minute. <laughs> but I, I'm literally always what's next. It yeah. is always, okay, what's the next achievement? Where's the next mountain? Mm-hmm. And you know, it's something my husband and I have to remind ourselves all the time because we're wired very similarly like that we're like oh we should celebrate like it's really surprising when either of us says that and then the other one immediately says yes because it's like oh that's we should celebrate it's a great idea it's (laughs) fascinating (laughs) well it gives you a chance to live in it for a minute which is again an uncomfortable place to be obviously because it's like if that's how your brain is wired is to go 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 and nothing matters if it's not leveling up than to stay at that place and like see it as an accomplishment see like just sometimes just getting out of bed is a huge accomplishment and just being like that's good enough for today. Hashtag second trimester. Seriously. Well, and we talk about <laughs> on, our, <laughs> on our last episode that you listened to, the mostly fine decision. And like, how freaking hard is that to grapple with? <laughs> You're like, that's okay to have a mostly fine decision? Well, and I still struggle with that because that's something that I've been, you know, for me, mediocrity is like death. Like mm-hmm. if it, the worst thing you could call me is boring, <laughs> which is something I talk to my therapist about a lot, actually. <laughs> um, but it's true. It's so hard to think about promoting mediocrity and it actually came up perfectly in a coaching session yesterday that I was doing with someone. Someone had been hiring me to train them in photography and I've worked with her maybe 10 times. Like we've had 10 hour long sessions. She showed up and she was like, you know, I really want to learn about this. And I just looked at her and I said, no, you're done. And she said, what do you mean? I said, you can hire me for business coaching, but I'm not teaching you anything else about photography because your photography is good enough to make a living on and you will stay in this forever. Like wow. I can yes. see. <laughs> How amazing is that? Well, and it felt good to say too, because I was, aren't you like always sort of talking to yourself in a way? <laughs> Maybe it's just me. <laughs> um, but I'm like, Natalie, like, you know, I needed to hear that too. But for her, it's like, I can relate to that. I'm like, this woman is never going to feel like she has the permission slip signed. Right. She's never going to feel like she's good enough or like armored enough to put herself out there as a photographer. And she's an incredible photographer. And like, that's not the problem. The problem is not that she can't take photos well enough. It's that she's not putting herself out there so that people can book her. Right. So sometimes we just need that, like, it is good enough. And it's mm-hmm. it's hard to draw those lines. Right. Um, but it's... You need, like, the push. Yes. Yeah, and maybe someone never... to do it for you. And right. I'll, I'll, I'll be that person for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> you well, need you're it. never going to get better if you're not in it in real time. It's like staying in the classroom versus like going out and doing the job. Mm-hmm. And then figuring out like, hey, I really like learning about this, do it, but I, do I actually like doing it? Do I actually like being hired to go out and do it? That's a totally different... <laughs> That's like the I... realist <laughs> statement of all time. Our eyes just like bugged out of our heads. <laughs> we were all like... Well, because like so career students are a thing, right? Like how many people will stay in school forever and then just go then work in a school? Not a bad thing, but like there's a difference between people that like are like, I love learning. I'm like, then go learn something new. Like it, do you really want this to be your career or do you want to just continue to let your brain like blitz out on new stuff which is 
perfectly fine and really exciting. And I think it's a great sign that like you are putting off any scary stuff that happens as we age because like you are constantly curious and looking for new stuff and excited to do new stuff. But when we put it in the box of career, we're like, we're then in that career box and not saying you can't grow in your career, but like now you're, you're locked in and now you're doing that thing. And if it was only fun when you're learning about it and it's not fun when you're doing it, then we need to have another conversation. Well, and how much money do you spend on that too? Right. So it's like, if you're learning about this as a hobby, you might spend X amount. If you're tricking yourself into thinking you want to do it as a career, you probably spend 10x amount saying, well, I'll make the money back when I do this as a career. And then if you ultimately realize that you don't want to do that as a career, sometimes you can find yourself in a bad situation. Right, right. Absolutely. And very quickly. And you're like, wait a minute. (laughs) I did not plan for for plan B. I only planned for plan A. (laughs) Seriously. For real. It gets scary. How do you guys get feedback from your audience? So when you say, you know, our audience likes this, our audience doesn't like this, or they want to hear this, what does your feedback loop look like and how much are you tailoring your episodes to them? I would say we, Instagram has been a really good avenue for us to connect with a different version of a community. And we get a lot of input from our listeners on like, yes, I needed to hear that, (laughs) which is really encouraging. And I think sometimes also brings up interesting conversations and topics that we can cover in the future that are offshoots and tangentially related to the things that we talk about. But I think also there's a piece of it that I think we want to try and figure out more ways of us connecting with our actual listener base and community and something that we're exploring more of this year. And so it has some fun ideas on how to, how to execute that. Yes. I do. (laughs) Can you share any of them or no? I think so. I think we're looking at how we ask people. Like, so we do the Women Inspiring Team QS. So that's something that we started about probably like a year ago now. A year ago? Yeah. So it's where we pick someone who is inspiring us but doesn't necessarily fit into, not that they don't, but like the Oprah, the Michelle Obama, like the people that live in that category of human that like is every day inspiring like worldwide. Kristen Bell. <laughs> Kristen, she, I think we did. We her did. Her. You did, yeah. Yeah, we did. But then we were looking at people that like might not hit everybody's radar. So we did like Janet Mock and we've done like Carla Hall, mm-hmm. who is like a, a chef that Brianna's been like somewhat obsessed with for quite some time. Yeah. <laughs> but people that don't land maybe on everybody's radar, but have like genuinely inspired us to do something. So we were thinking about like, how do we expand that to our larger audience to like learn about who the heck inspires them? So this is actually first heard here, <laughs> but um, so now we have to do it. So now we're definitely doing it. <laughs> that's so, how I motivate myself to do everything, by the way. I, think that's <laughs> I a, just that's post a really it publicly. And we have yet to have used that tool. So this is where we're doing it. <laughs> Welcome, ladies. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to be asking our audience to share with us the women that are inspiring them, anybody. And what we'll then do is because we do that Women Inspiring Team QS episode once a month, we will pick like five of the people that we hear from and share those names and give a shout out to those people so they know that they are inspiring the people around them too. And so it's an effort to connect with our audience in a different way, but also say like, we are not the only ones inspired by the people that we pick. I think that every day there's women that inspire us and how do we share that with the people that are tuning in? And then how do we then have them share that 
with the people that are inspiring them. So that's kind of been an effort to, to get feedback, but also just share in this moment of pure joy and inspiration and excitement around the, the people that like get us kind of out of bed sometimes mm-hmm. to, or try something different sometimes or just introduce us to a new way of doing things at different points in our life. So I think that's that's a way that we yeah <laughs> encourage and feedback. <laughs> truly, and anytime anybody sees Sid and I out in the world, we live in Rochester, New York, so if we're out at a winery or, you know, out to dinner, anytime anybody's like, hey, I love your podcast, we're like, I like Truly hit the floor. Enamored. I melt into my boots. You're like you listen, <laughs> really? <laughs> it's really, it's so like I'll get emotional because it's really wonderful that people take any time to listen to, read, engage with the stuff that you're doing that started because we wanted a place to like air out, and the fact that like other people find it helpful or just a nice listen in the morning while they're getting ready or anything just to have someone like come up to you and acknowledge that just means like the entire world and we'll we'll always give hugs so if anybody needs a hug yeah come on in in. we're ready for it say hello we're nice (laughs) (laughs) that is so beautiful and I'm I love hearing that for you it's so fun like to have that experience I'm sure it happens all the time it happens more often than we probably would ever think yes. that it would. Um, and people I would never imagine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think everybody that's done it is someone that I don't know personally at all. Like someone I ran I'm into. Like, you're not actually my friend. Right, right. And it's like, or my mom. You're not Sydney. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I thought she's the only one that listened to these. <laughs> but it was like someone at a wedding. Someone I did not know and like ran into at a wedding. And she was like, oh my gosh, you're part of Queen Speaking. I was like, I sure am. She's like, I'm 50% I'm, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking it down. But it was just one of those wild moments where you're just like, holy Toledo. But then I was watching the Taylor Swift documentary last night. Oh my God, it came out last night it and I haven't watched night. it yet. I, I'm so I'll excited. Honest, guys, it was really, I was moved. And Doug watched it with me, also moved. <laughs> My husband will not watch that with me. I was surprised that he stuck around, but he was like, that was actually, like, I learned so much in just a very short amount of time. I'm always surprised my husband sticks around. (laughs) (laughs) But it was like, you know, you go from, like, Taylor Swift level, you know, shouting, screaming, have no moments to yourself when she's being very, very vulnerable in that space and with her music to, like, you know, stuff like us and, and where I'm like still incredibly moved by anybody that comes up and says, you know, hi, listen, I like what you're doing. Keep it up. I'm like, how do we do more of that for other people that are doing cool stuff? How are we showing up for other people? And I think, like you said, we're in Rochester, New York. Like there's a really exciting community of, of women specifically that are doing amazing things here. And I think we have a community that shows up for each other, but it's like, what about the people in like Buffalo or what about the people like in California? Like how do we learn Mm -hmm. about people that are doing exciting things that encouragement or acknowledgement in any way can just like change their entire world. How do we do that? That's our next mission. But how do we do it? Let's <laughs> but, do it. But seriously, Let's do it. Let's how do we do it? <laughs> but if you know how to do it, please email Let's us. Know, because we're, we're ready. <laughs> I remember so clearly the very first time that someone came up to me, I was maybe 23. I had started my photography studio and I had been only photographing people I knew in some capacity, or they knew someone I knew. Mm-hmm. I started my business in Hyundai Falls, New York. Which What's is, up? Girl! 
<laughs> That's where we both grew up. Yeah, which is sort of rare in, in Rochester, New York, because HF is tiny, <laughs> very little, which is part of its charm. And <laughs> when I started my business there, everyone was really rally around me. Everybody was super supportive. And so whenever someone would book me to take photos of them, they would be like, oh, my, my art teacher was your art teacher, or your mom was my third grade teacher, <laughs> or, you know, I know you, we're friends. So <laughs> the very first time someone called and said, oh, hey, I um, I heard that your photography services are great. I'd like to book you. And I was like, oh, who'd you hear about me from? And it was someone I didn't know. Wow. They had heard about me from someone I didn't know. And I, so I was cool. like, this is the it's day like, I've made happening. it. This is happening. Yeah, I'm going to be a millionaire tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> like, you do the same thing I do. You go to like, the, at, like, I... <laughs> So refreshing. Well, I had to laugh too because when I started my podcast, I was thinking about, you know, I'll record an episode and then I'll post it and then I'll do one every week and it's going to be great. And I was laughing because I remember your origin story too, where you were like, let's just start posting them. And then Rihanna was like, well, maybe we should plan them. Uh, Maybe we should record a bunch or like practice. We could. I was like, no, we'll be good on the first shot. Learn. And then the first time we recorded, we were like, oh, no. So bad. <laughs> the same exact way. I'm like the eternal optimist that's yeah. like, everything's going to be amazing all the time, the right. first time. The I get inspired that... by the energy, and then I'm like, okay, let's make a plan. Right, right, which is why it makes a very, very good team. <laughs> yeah, I have to hire someone like that in my life, <laughs> which I have on multiple occasions. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm currently in an interviewing process, and I met someone that is very much like me, and I was like, hell no. It was yeah. like <laughs> the note I wrote down. Uh, I was like, I was like, this girl. Much She's just like me. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, really. The best hiring decisions are always the the like opposite version or the person that fulfills the thing that you need the exactly. most. Yes. Fill in the blanks of those things. Yeah, and that took me a long time to get to because I ultimately realized that the people that bring the most value into my team are the people that disagree with me and the people that have different ideas and our brains work differently. That's like a sign of maturity, right? How scary is that sure. though? Like oh, it's to, horrifying, right? Like to firstly acknowledge it is a huge, huge, huge like fiery hoop to jump through, and then on top of that to be like, oh, I guess like I should put my eggs in that person's basket because it seems like they know what they're doing. When before, like it's like if you didn't think the way I thought or live the way I live or like show up the way I show up, you're not for me when your circle gets bigger and you're like, oh, all the people that bring out the best in me are the people who think totally different (laughs) than me and do bring out the best in you and allow you to be like the version of yourself you never thought existed. Hashtag strengths. Seriously. For real. Oh my gosh. The next time we have you on, which I just decided is happening, (laughs) I hope that you're okay with that. Um, Um, All in. (laughs) We have to talk about strengths. Yeah. Like this is the whole thing. We could do that forever. I know. (laughs) I know. I just mentally check my afternoon. I'm like, can we do it right now? The answer is no, but I... Another time. Another time. I love it. Is there anything else you guys would love to share? Let's say that there's an, a listener out there who is, they have some, they've identified an area in their life that they're maybe ready to be vulnerable in, or they feel like they need to maybe take that step. Mm-hmm. What's, what's a word of encouragement or a little trick that you can share with them? We'll each do one. Believe in yourself. <laughs> you are enough and you've got this. Firstly, <laughs> I would say make your square squad. And if it's one person that fills up that hole, so it's a one inch by one inch piece of paper or like cardstock, something solid, (laughs) one inch by one inch and fill it with the people that you can share with, 
who will check you and will be honest with you when it's very difficult to be honest with you. It can be family, friends, acquaintances, whoever are those people and put them together in that square squad and ask those people what you're doing and share with them what your plan is and allow them to be honest with you. Um, and that can be one person that feels, I think we have this myth that like it has to be so many people that we like scribble into that thing, but it can be one person because that one person will change your life. So I would say lean on your support system, however, whoever they are, however they show up and share with them. And then they will allow you to believe in yourself. They will allow you to know that you are enough and you can start that really hard thing. So it's a mix of learning how to believe in yourself and finding your support system that allows you to be your best self. And if you don't know those people yet, you can come to us. Yeah. Yes. We are like forever pumping people up and we have no problem being honest with people. <laughs> and I'm Maybe. in that group too. <laughs> Whether you want it or not, I'm going to tell you, you can't hire me for future coaching sessions because, <laughs> because you're done. There's so much freedom in that honesty. And I'm actually finding that so much more with, this new business of mine with Embolden, that honesty is so beautiful. Not that I'm dishonest, obviously, in my photography studio, right. but it's a much more curated experience. And so with coaching, literally the the end goal is to help this person improve and, mm-hmm. and you know grow and achieve whatever they're trying to achieve. And so I think having those people in your life, finding your, your square squad and people that you know will be honest with you, but it's a safe place and it comes from an interest in helping you grow, mm-hmm. that's a beautiful thing. So yeah, find some little baby steps, some, you know, a person you can practice on mm-hmm. somewhere that it's a safe and encouraging space. And I think everyone would be really surprised by how well it's received. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody, like I think that the best thing that someone told me once was the people in that room are on your team. Like they want you to succeed. If you go left when you should have gone right, they will respectfully and nicely but honestly share with you like what their thoughts are but they want you to succeed that's why they're being honest with you if they wanted you to crash and burn they would tell you nothing (laughs) and they would let you crash and burn so i feel like that is just the the people who surround themselves around you want to see you grow they want to see you succeed so giving them an opportunity to be there with you in that moment is the best gift you can give the people that love you Mic drop. That is, that's, we're going to end there, ladies. It's it's beautiful. Thanks, Natalie. Thank you so much for being the episode today. Thanks for listening to the Own Your Bold podcast. For show notes, resources, freebies, and more, visit ownyourbold.biz or come see what we're up to on Instagram and Facebook at Embolden Biz. Till next time.